Hello. 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 Hi, everyone. Hello, guys. Good morning. Oh, <laughs> yes. Good freaking morning. morning. Hang out, doing? Did y'all wake up on time? You know, <laughs> yeah, I sure did. I woke up I was up. time. Mm-hmm. I woke up early, but still got here seven minutes late. Mm. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. Jesus. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Did we have any breakfast, any coffee? We're up yeah. early. Yeah. No, I didn't have anything. Me neither. I just been going off water. Yeah. I, well, I had vitamins. I had my vitamins oh, this that's morning, important. and then I that's came important. straight here. You know, you need those vitamins. Yeah, at least mm-hmm. you had your did yours um did yours melt together all up in the bottle when <laughs> you had to eat a bite of it. The they, they did not. They did not. Thankfully, but they are disgusting. Oh, so, oh, know. I know that. Oh no, I'm that's so okay. excited because I'm getting towards the end of the bottle, but. At what the cost? The closer you get to the end, the nastier they get. So oh. Yeah. Drinking Vita Mita Vegemin out the bottle. Let's get ratchet. Mm. Oh, my God. Okay. Why not? Why not? Mm-hmm. It's a must. Mm-hmm. Right. How right. are you today, Nika? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I could go to bed. You know? <laughs> no, I could go to bed. Meanwhile, my ass is wide awake. No, I'm up. I've, because I actually was up early enough to get something to eat because the... The restaurant that I got it from opens at seven. Literally. Oh, okay. So, oh, no, my dad Mayorial. saw you leave the house this oh. morning. And he was like, Nika was on the move this morning. I don't know where she was going, but she was on the move. I, I said, when had a she, mission. When is she not on the move, though? Honestly. And this time we see you drive out of here, I'm like, oh, my God, she has a mission to complete. <laughs> Sometimes your ass is just going home. And I'm like, whoa. Uh-uh. I just need to get there sometimes. <laughs> you ever just need to get home? She said the quicker I can get off these damn roads, the quicker I can be, No, you know. people be out here wild on the streets. I know it. I know it. The quicker I can get home, the safer I feel. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Well, we have a special show for y'all today. We actually have an interview. Um, let me go ahead and give some background on our interview today. We're going to be interviewing Darren. Now, Darren is a man who wears many hats. And if I may add, all of them are fashionable. He's a model, influencer, business owner, fashion guru, vlogger, and fellow podcast host with his show, Spicy Mango Talk. Between working, curating, and editing content daily for social media, and launching his own thriving jewelry line, Cheeks, mid-pandemic, this man is definitely a force who won't let anything or anyone get in his way of success. His style is a representation of a taller, comfortable, semi-sassy male who's very well aware that comfort is first and there is no such thing as a limit or boxes. I can go on all day about what this man does, but I think it's best if I bring him in and let you tell him for himself. So without further ado, please give it up for Darren. Yay! Hi, Darren! Welcome! Welcome, welcome! (laughs) Welcome, welcome! How are you today? I am grounded and calm as calm can be. Um, Let me just say before you guys even continue, this introduction... um, (laughs) First of all, I'm like wait what like i've had guests on my podcast and i feel like i need to kind of like step back and revamp a bit because this introduction just really made me look like your podcast had a baby (laughs) (laughs) you know we had to do you right got a wonderful guest coming on here you know we had to we had to make it spicy spicy like spicy mango dog you Mm -hmm. feel me thank you so much for having me um and shout out to you black king and queen for giving you know this platform of just like conversation and saying some stuff that because i don't know if i can curse on here so I don't you, know. Can, you, can, you can do it all yep. great um <laughs> because i'm from new york city i mean we give it rough raw and like super edgy right mm-hmm. um yeah and just like being an avid listener to um on your podcast i can say that it's an honor for me to be one of your guests on here i mean i feel like i've made it oh. <laughs> I've been on like a couple like podcasts and like you know doing these interviews and it's really cool and like common to have a space where it's just like I could be myself. I don't have to feel like super staged or mm-hmm. like it's an interview because it's kind of overwhelming. But I feel good here. Thanks for that is so sweet. I know. Uh, what a nice start to the morning. I it really was. Beautiful. It's definitely a thing where, you know, you can feel as comfortable, say whatever you want to say. We are not here to judge. Neither mm-hmm. are our listeners, okay? No. So, you please loosen that, be yourself, and you know, we got you. We got you. 
Thank and you. Shoot. Oh my God, this is like the second installment of our summer interview series. I know. We're doing it. Yes. We're making it happen. We're making it happen. So, we're making um, it happen the best we can. Are you ready for these questions? <sighs> Listen, I feel like all my met like Terrell Gray, so, you know, like, <laughs> where he's like, all right, you know the game, it's got 11 seconds. with a liver. I'm ready. Let's do this. Let's do it. Okay. So, first question. Um, since you are in the fashion world, um, were you always interested in fashion, like from a young age, or was it something that kind of grew on you as you, you know, got on later on in life? So, which, which is really interesting. So, I'm like a small background. I mean, I'm from the Caribbean. So, I'm from St. Vincent, super small island. Um, under 800,000 people. I mean, you can travel from one side of the island, like literally see the edge of one side and then travel to the other edge in like maybe, I would say, four hours. That's mm. how tiny that's it is. Um, mm-hmm. that's, that's to Vegas. <laughs> okay. That is to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> it is very much like you take a you know telescope and you can see the other end. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been in the fashion, you know, like I've introduced the fashion very early. My mom and my aunt were both models in the 80s um and they've been very successful at it my mom graced the cover of like vogue and like did this and did that Uh-oh. and my aunt come on you know my, oh, cousin, yeah. my best friend her mom right okay <laughs> um, like seeing all of her throwback vibes like um i definitely stole it from her but my initial love was science and still is and a lot of people that don't know this about me i'm a full psychologist like i've been a psychologist for nine years now um i'm super geeky like that's why i'm also plant dad i love anything that has to do with science and the environment technology the body the mind the soul like i'm really living every single day Ooh, in science mm-hmm. okay, um <laughs> but like fashion i started at 15 i got scouted on a park bench in brooklyn by george brown who's um now an agent for well at that time still was an agent for red model management and my mom's you know initial and thoughts was like no you're not doing it sorry you're 15 like that's not a thing because at 15 I was already like 5 10 5 11 mm-hmm. so she was like no you're not doing that you're in high school like you're gonna do school and that's it and at that time I was just kind of like but you don't want me to be cool like you don't want me to travel and like <laughs> Why you crapping my style, right. right. Why you a hater? <laughs> you know, like you're such a hater, girl. You already did it, and you're trying to style of being great. Mm. But I think her initial instinct was kind of like protection mom, mom mode. Yeah, because fashion is not the glitz and glam like everyone sees it, and as mm-hmm. cliche as that sounds, it really isn't. Like I lived it, I've done it, I've traveled, I've done tons of work, still am, and. No, I, if I could just do one thing for the rest of my life, it would literally be to just live in a forest and study every single piece of, like, living creature that's there. That is, is so amazing. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so, I hear you talking about the glitter and glamour. I know it's not everything everyone thinks it is. Can you tell us some of the highs and lows that happen, like, behind the scenes? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um... Full, full clarity, people in the fashion industry do not kill me. Like, this is only off of my experience. Like, it's not like everyone else's. Um, we'll protect you. But <laughs> we got you. you. Buddy <laughs> they, got my, they got my back. Yes. Um, some lo- I, don't, I didn't have um, a lot of lows, but one of the biggest things that happened with me, um, and a lot of my Instagram followers will, will attest to this, is that I took a huge break in my... I would say early 20s, like maybe 23, 24, I took a break off of Instagram and social media platforms and fashion. I dropped my agent and everything for like maybe three years. Um, I was facing this thing where like, and I think I recently posted about this, if I'm not mistaken, on my Instagram. I had a conversation around it and there's also posts with this long paragraph of just like forgiving myself and kind of like pressing the reset button and giving myself a thousand second chances because when it came to age, Ageism is a thing. People, it's real. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, I had a thing where I was just kind of like, wow, I'm maxing myself out. Like, I'm literally male models do not 
quote unquote, past the bar after like 23, 24, like you're no longer that hanger or that mannequin that they needed. And at that moment, I was just kind of like, all right, what am I going to do? What am I going to do now? Yes, I have a degree, graduated from university, but like, am I going to be happy? Like, am I going to be able to transition from being in Seoul and Paris and like Toronto, walking on these runways, shooting for Money Exchange, being the face of, of Uniglow, being this, doing that, blah, 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 or being on Honda, being the face that everyone saw on like their phone, you know, programming and blah, 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 blah. But how do you move from that step to now being an adult, like a real life adult? Mm. Like now I'm going to have this car. Mm. <laughs> and I disappeared. I disappeared. And a lot of people, like the rumor was that I was sick and hiding from social media. And I was like, Ooh. what? No. Not the rumor. Not the rumor. I'm sick of you people. I'm sick of you people. I'm sick of being by I literally <laughs> 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 Right. Listen, <laughs> I was like struggling. People like I really was out here struggling to fall in love with my new norm. Like I had mm. to learn myself. I didn't know anything about me. All I knew was that I woke up every morning, checked email. Sometimes I was on a flight for like three, four months. Sometimes I'm back in New York, just like hitting that pavement and mm. getting paid nothing. So like there was a realization where I had to be like, okay, yo, this is some serious shit is about to like hit the fan. Like what the fuck is going to happen with you now? Like you're an adult, like you're no longer 17 when mommy said yes at 16 and decided for you to sign this contract. And she was now a mom and you're like, what are you going to do? Mommy is like, listen, baby, yeah, I have all this money saved for you, but you got to get out of my house. Right. Like you're, you're 23. You're not going to be at you're an adult now. Right. At 50. Mm-hmm. And we were in a Brooklyn apartment at that time. Like, are we in a, like some shit? You know, like, I just got this new apartment. Mommy's trying to live her life. Your sisters are gone. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. What do you want to do? You, you graduated college, but you're not utilizing this. So that was my low. Like, I really had to learn to fall in love with me. And I think the best journey that I took in my life at that low was just kind of like falling in love with me. Um, mm-hmm. And fashion did that to me. Like, I really got lost mm-hmm. and tried to, like, you know, like, demolish my shit. And I was like, uh-uh, I'm too great. I was born mm-hmm. from a king, and he's still mm, a king. Period. So, okay, and that's it. Hmm. But my high, my high is just really, again, learning about me and just taking those, like, resources that I was, like, allotted in the industry to, like, be where I'm at today. And I'm so grateful, like, in an introduction, like, starting my business in the midst of the pandemic and not knowing, just, like, letting it, giving it by grace and faith. I was just like, you know what? I'm going to stage this fucking platform like i talked about it for years i worked on these sketches i you know did all the behind the scenes like paperwork and like met with this manufacturer i flew no one knew i flew in the midst of the pandemic to toronto to meet with you know the, with the factories and like the manufacturers mm-hmm. and just was like you know i'm gonna Dedication. do it Dedication. i'm gonna get this shit done um i can't sit up and sit behind this idea and like wonder what if for the rest of my life what if i would have launched this business i could have mm-hmm. done this and i just did it that was like this is it like these this is the high for me like right now on the high mm-hmm. this is my industry high and i feel like there's no way further to go than is up oh dang right? oh, yeah that's the only direction to go and mm-hmm. i feel like you can often like you say like you you said you lost a bit of sense of self while you were like in the mm-hmm. industry and constantly on the go and fast paced and on other people's time and not your own time. And now you're like coming into yourself mm-hmm. and you're on your high. And I just want to kind of get a gauge of how did it feel um, to take us more into those feelings of stepping into that realm of being an influencer? Did you even know that you would even go there or like, mm-hmm. how was it seen to people who like were used to seeing you modeling now doing like an influencing, like taking a step and um, step into the influencer direction? Like, how was that seen viewed in the fashion industry and did it affect you in any way? So I think. Honestly, like I said, the only real low that I had was my experience of just like learning who Darren is, right? So when I made the decision to start my career in education, being a, you know, education psychologist, like I was 23 and getting into this platform, being the only black male in my building, you know, and 
kind of like lean on the back of all these female support systems that I've been accustomed to, it felt really nourishing. However, there was always that 50% of me that was just like, well, you dress well every day. You hear this all the time. You've learned about your body, you know, like how to carry yourself and what's for you and what's not for you. And that's another thing too. People need to learn what's for them and what's not for them. Listen, but that's a whole nother topic (laughs) for hours. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Because maybe at six, Four, I had to learn that not all the materials fit well on your body. Like you have great posture for your height, which is another problem. So it can look very, very cardboardy and like mm-hmm. really bland. I had to learn what what fits me. So like being being out of fashion was never in the picture for me. I just need to figure out what the hell am I going to do at my adult age mm-hmm. and. I knew I didn't want to model anymore. Like I was, I was done. I used modeling for what it was. And again, that's building resources and paying for university. And I did just that. And it allowed me the opportunity to travel to these places that in my adult age now, I'm like, wow, I've already been there. I've been to Seoul. I've done that. I've done this. Ooh, I'm only 33 and I'm on my third passport. It feels great. So stepping into the influencing world was easy for me because I'd already learned I knew what people wanted from me. Mm-hmm. People know me for accessories. I've always been the accessories kid. I've always been into shoes and been into like just being very European body-wise in the United States. And that mm-hmm. wasn't a thing here in the industry. In New York, when I was modeling, it was more about the pecs and the abs and you have to look like a gym rat, right? <laughs> <laughs> and be a gym rat. Bulky. And now all of a sudden the European market mattered in New mm-hmm. York and I had already had a head start. So my Instagram took off mm-hmm. and these businesses are like, who the hell is this six, four dude that's like wearing oversized suiting and mules. Men don't usually wear mules in New York. Men are more on their Jordan ones and mm-hmm. being more street style. Mm-hmm. But there's this tall ass guy that's gracefully walking down the street and he has on a full on fucking tuxedo with a tank top mm-hmm. and meals on his feet who are you <laughs> and that's how i scored one of my biggest interviews with dub with who what where wwd so it's mm-hmm. like that's how they saw me on the street they were like who are you it and the irony is i was on who what where i'm like you guys set that shit up <laughs> um, <laughs> you set it up right you divine timing but it okay. was easy i you know it was easy for me to just kind of like do the influencing thing. I love fashion and it, I would, it would never stop. And even with my business now, I'm still doing that. I'm wearing like 15 hats. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We know. yeah oh. we know about we the hats, know baby. About the hats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what, what, is, the, what is there? What did you ask me? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I am tired. At the end of the night, like people also, this is an insider about me. Mm-hmm. I am in the bed at 8.30, <laughs> 9 o'clock at night. Like, I am done. <laughs> you sound like me, too. Okay, I am not the friend to depend on to come and hang out at 11 and 12. No, 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 baby. <laughs> I'm in my third dream, okay? Yes. The third one. Okay, I'm deep in it. Yes. yes. Got my do-rag I got to get up in the morning with, mm. the, do- with the do-rag on. Oh, and speaking of friends, you Ooh. know, of course, um, when you're moving through life, you come into contact with people who become, you know, business partners or, you know, just true, genuine friends. And I feel like there's kind of like this unspoken, like fine line between like saying someone is like, oh, I have these connections or, you know, kind of like, oh, the company that you keep. And I feel like connections, the word is more like, oh, I'm talking about my business associates and the people that I gather with at the bank (laughs) on whatever street, you know, and the company you keep. I feel like people take that as more uh, personal. And I guess it's kind of like that fine line between what is a connection and what's like, oh, my company, you know, I feel like they kind of that line is blurred because when you're making relationships with people. You know, it's easy to fall between the two or have both. So I guess it's kind of like, how do you manage friendship and business? Or, you know, how do you keep them separate or, you know? Good question. Like, I literally, like, just had this conversation last night 
mm-hmm. at dinner. And I'm, I'm very big on just no new friends. Mm-hmm. And that's no shade. No new, <laughs> friends. No new friends. Right. <laughs> and as bland as that sounds, like, it's so powerful. And I'm literally okay with saying no. Like, mm-hmm. no means no. No is a full sentence. So mm-hmm. when people approach me and they're just like, oh, my God, like, I follow you on Instagram. Oh, my God, we should be friends. I'm like, that's okay. We can have, be social media friends. <laughs> I'm not interested in being your friend because I, I, I don't have the capacity to house different personalities or to to tell someone how to treat me as a friend. My best friend and I have been friends since, oh, my God, it's been 19 years now. Okay. I have friends, the <laughs> yes. same friends. I don't care where we go in life. Like, bitch, I'm coming. Mm-hmm. I don't care mm-hmm. what you say. You think you're going to move to Korea and I don't see you in two years. No, bitch, I'm on the plane in like <laughs> right. months. I'm, I I'm have a moving. Right. Hello. I got a guest room. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I feel it's really important to keep those two separately. Mm. Yeah. You got you to gotta house them separately. Like, my connections are my connections for work. And mm-hmm. Instagram is my job. And you will never see, like, a bunch of photos of my family. You will never see a bunch of photos about what's going on in my house. Like, you, you won't see that. When you come to my Instagram, you know what you're coming to my social media platform for. Mm-hmm. And that is so important. Like, I don't have a lot of new friends. I, do, I did meet some great people within the span of, like, eight years. I do have, I consider those people new friends, right? Because it's like, you don't know... You don't know my where I came from. Like you don't know me at seventeen, eighteen mm-hmm. through twenty three when I was trying to figure shit out. Mm-hmm. You don't know those those breakthroughs that I've had to make, like those sacrifices, like the mental breakdown that I had. So my best friend, my Jerome, my other best friend, um, Leah. I've had my friend JJ, who's a girl, Janae. Like those are people that I could literally lay in my couch and like be in my underwear and like have them not look at me in any type of like sexual way or judge me <laughs> right. at the end of the day you know when, when you like are with another, right no, yes. no, no, no shade mm-hmm. like literally like I can lay around my male best friend and comfortably say we have never had a sexual experience ever mm-hmm. and this is very hard and very foreign like we say in New York in our New York lifestyle where everyone is kind of like Oh, y'all never kissed or anything like that? No. Ew. No. Like, that's, that's my whole, mm-hmm. as you said, that's my, that's my sister. It is not mm-hmm. happening. Right. That's like, how I am. Like, I can't, fr- I can't do nasties with the friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Like, mm-hmm. who are you? Like, that's mm-hmm. gross. Because we're not friendsies no more. Right. Uh, <laughs> like, when I show up at my connect, like you, like you say, like, when I show up at my, my contact, you know, dinners and these things, it's not, hey, oh my God. I, the dinner's done. I'll talk to you later. Let me let's debrief later, and that's it. Have a good night. Thank you so much for having me, guys. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> and now I'm calling my best friend, like bitch. I just left this dinner, like right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you got to show face. No, my God, you don't want to hang out. No, no. I don't want to hang out after right. work. I'm leaving. That's my biggest thing. Too. I do not hang out with my coworkers. I'm out. My, I was just about to say that. Like my coworkers are like, hey, we're having the end of the year party. Oh my god, oh my y'all god, have fun. Six tons of pics. Yes, six tons of pics. Let me know how it goes. I want to see tomorrow. Are you not coming? No, I never had in nine years. Why would you ask me? Year <laughs> 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 like, oh not my friends. Right. Mm-mm. I feel we're the same friends. way. Yeah, we have we have a very strong and deep friendship mm-hmm. here at this table. But I think that we all have just had the same friends for a minute we don't yeah. really have many new Mm-mm. people who infiltrate the group and Mm-mm. i think people may have tried and we just <laughs> we kick, they get kicked off the island pretty quickly <laughs> kicked off the okay. island mm-hmm. and it's quickly. not like let's get this right it's not like you didn't try to give them a chance yeah. Yeah. Right. right they just fucked because it up. you you yeah exactly and because you know mm-hmm. like you know the the energy that you and your your day one share that one little incline i don't know if you guys do this but with me like, my best friend is like, Darren, your fucking face, like, literally your body, you already have such a demanding presence. When mm. you're not feeling a situation, like, your whole entire eyes just turn really mm-hmm. chinky. And you're like, because I'm very observant because I'm such an introvert, right? Which mm-hmm. is hard to, to imagine or to picture because I'm in the industry. And what a lot of people don't know about me is that when those lights shut off, like, when the event is done, like I said, I am literally, like, my car is outside. 
sorry guys, my car's outside. <laughs> Jerome, are you coming? Right. And he's like, oh yeah, when you leave, I'm leaving. I'm like, okay, well the car's literally outside, like it's waiting. And they're like, you called the car? I did. Oh, but we have something for you. No, it's okay. I'm, I'll get that on the next go around. Like, mm-hmm. I'm out. Right. And the, as that, that friend, I'm in a group, and my best friend loves to do this all the time, because he's another influencer too. Like, he's really well now. Mm-hmm. And he'll invite me to his events and we go to each other's, like we're each other's plus one. And people always speculate that we're dating. We're not. Mind your business, we're not. <laughs> we're not. <laughs> right. Mind your business, enough is enough. Why are you so worried about what we're doing, okay? I'm right. a friend that sits and I'm like, mm-mm, nope. You looked, at me, you looked at my best friend up and down. You're not making it. And I'm letting my best friend know. And I'm texting like, best friend, he is grilling you up and down. But I am not feeling it. Yo. Um, I am not goodness. feeling it. Hilarious. Like, we are not that friend. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. If you look at me weird and I feel like a vibe, if I'm questioning the way your body language is around me, mm-hmm. that's an automatic dub. Like, <laughs> yes. no, this, is not, this is not happening. Sorry. It's just not. It's mm-hmm. not. I am accustomed to a judgment-free situation. So when you... Bring it amount our group, our very mm-hmm. small group. Yeah, it cannot be. I'm, it's a clip. It's clip for it. It's mm-hmm. done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bring out the scissors. Mm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Friendship is like one of those super important things in life. I feel that people. I don't need friends. I don't have any friends. I think that shit is so weird. Mm-hmm. It's the weirdest it's shit. Weird. How it's do weird. you friend? Because <laughs> when you got that real, true, deep connection with someone there's nothing like that like mm-hmm. talk about it mm. talk about it mm. and what they're gonna do they're gonna I, be right there supporting you every time literally that's what's up like, be like, Bitch, I know let you. me tell you mm-hmm. this adult shit gets lonely oh okay? yeah especially for the single people right this mm-hmm. adult shit gets lonely there's many days that i literally will be on the phone with drum literally I'll ha- I'll be cleaning the shit out this apartment one airpod is in my air my phone's charging in the living room but as long as he's on the phone We'll be silent and be like, girl, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, girl, I forgot I was on the phone with you. Then now you're turning music on. It's all loud. And you're, you're like, wait a minute. I was on the phone. You're like, still here. Like, then took a shower. Right. Like, no. Then took a shower. And you're like, wait. Was I on the phone? On the phone. Right. And he's like, yes, I'm on the phone. I'm watching a movie. I'm like, oh, oh okay. There you are. <laughs> Found you. <laughs> How long have you guys been friends? Let's get into this. How long have Ooh. you been friends? Oh, no, one's, no one's ever asked us the question uh, right. before. I know. Oh, my God. Oh. Hey, let's shake the it. table. <laughs> Gosh. Um, y'all should go first because y'all have been friends the longest. Yeah. Um, Nika and I met in fourth grade. Yes. Um, And she we met on my block we you know we were kids we went outside we played on the block block. um and (laughs) and we played and she was friends at the time with some people who i was not friends with who lived across the street Mm. from me and um so whenever they those people moved Uh, it was before they moved don't play me okay okay before those people you are not a rebound baby (laughs) (laughs) trying to play me it was it was before they moved she came to my door, like knocked on my door and was like, hey, like, do you want to come outside and play? And I slammed the door in her face. <laughs> yep. <laughs> True story. And my my mom was like, why would you do that? <laughs> and I was like, she hangs out with them across the street and I'm not friends with them. Then but he didn't know I was not. <laughs> he didn't know I wasn't hanging out with them anymore. I ha- I had stopped for right. like months. <laughs> oh my god! He said grudge. <laughs> no, literally grudge. Right, right now, right. I was like, now, now you want me? Right. Mm-hmm. I, was, I, I see who you be hanging with. Mm-mm, no, baby, that. that's not what it was. <laughs> but what, it was. what was it? eventually? I, she, I, I my mom made me come outside, so I came outside and found her and then it's just a journey from there that was us in fourth grade yeah and then i frenchy i mean how well okay we (laughs) (laughs) i met nika and wes in high school yeah went to the same high school and originally i was like best friends with nika's cousin and so that was how i met nika and we became really cool um and then one of our other, well, Aaliyah, mm-hmm. I had a class with her and she would talk about you sometimes. Mm-hmm. 
Christopher? And I'm like, who the fuck is Christopher? <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck is that? Talking about him like, who is that? <laughs> who is that? Hey, stop bringing him up. Oh, right. okay. <laughs> like, who, like, I have never seen this person. And so one day you actually like came into the room mm-hmm. and she was like, oh, this is, well, this is Wes. And I'm like, oh, okay. Hi. Nice to meet you. And like, that was how we met. And then a few weeks later, um, like I said, I, I was like best friends with Nika's cousin and we were supposed to go to a Tiger concert together. Um, and she ended up like flaking on me and me, Wes and Nika, we all live in like the same neighborhood. So I hit up Wes and was like, Hey, so I have these extra concert tickets. You want to come to this Tiger concert with me? And he was like, let me ask my mom. And then she said, <laughs> yes. So I went down the street, went to go pick him up. And then we went to this Tiger concert. And that was our first time ever hanging, ever hanging out. <laughs> and yeah. And since since then, it's been the three amigos. Yes. And especially, I think especially because we, in, um, what was that? Junior year? We started playing tennis. Oh, and yeah. And so we were, all, we were together all the time, like from then on. on. And so... From yeah. practice to games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> practice, games, getting in trouble because I was at their house down the street forgetting to tell my mom. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> and the street lights are on. <laughs> street lights is on. You ain't home. Where you at? You know, and yeah, we've been friends ever since ever then. Since then. We were always over each other's house. Like, mm-hmm. I thought yes. there, there was literally we not walked. a time where we just were apart in mm-hmm. high school. We were always, I mean, we all lived blocks. Yeah. Like, Nika lives literally five houses down from me. Mm-hmm. But Frenchie lived on like, like a couple blocks down from me so it was mm-hmm. it was nothing to just be like let's hang out let's mm-hmm. do something so our parents got accustomed to us always being together mm-hmm. and we had like a home everywhere we went it was yep. it was nice i love that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's a family really. see this is what i'm talking about so those those organic like mm-hmm. long-lasting friendships right because you now you know what pushes each other's buttons and you won't do it or or even if it mm-hmm. happens out of just like you're just not recognizing that you're doing it. You know how to have that conversation opposed to it festering or like damaging any real friendship. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't. And not nobody that. never asking you guys this question. Like, <laughs> oh, who have you? Let's say, let's say like, what? I'm nosy. I feel like we haven't even given much background on us. I mean, we have sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. We should have an episode dedicated to us one of these days. (laughs) Forget everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) We don't talk about us today. Tell about us, babe. (laughs) I love that. Let's get back to you. (laughs) (laughs) Enough about us. Tell us about Sheiks. What was the inspiration behind it? Oh my god! So I have a few items, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the support. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, in, uh, I'm in Cali or whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's my nickname. Um, my nickname is Sheiky. So okay. again, Marlon has always been in my, I guess, in my genetics from my mom. She just imposed it on me and she just wanted to control when I did it but I was the face of the diapers and pampers in the Caribbean ever mm. since I was like 16 months okay that was come all on the packaging yeah, yes the packaging those, but... I ain't new to this okay. I'm true to this okay period okay I created the blueprint thing <laughs> and <laughs> no, the blueprint but, and the name of the um, diapers were cheekies Pampers. It was like C H E E K I E S. Mm. And my sister, my oldest sister, shout out to her, Daria. That's the love of my life. Oh, um, Sam, I, I mean, I have a little sister too. Sam, I love you too. Down boots, but <laughs> that's my ride or die from day one. Um, she started calling me Cheeky because she couldn't say Cheeky as a kid. Mm. So it was always like S H E E K I E. So, like, that name, at, even at my old age, that's what everyone knows me as in my family. So I was just like, mm, I don't want to call it cheeky. That's too cliche. Like everybody's gonna be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That's his nickname. So I was like, mm. I think of everything in my mind. I'm like, Oh, that's gonna look really chic. If I did this this way, that's that chair in my living room will look really chic. And that way I was like, ah, oh, you can't call it cheek because it's already like mm. copywritten. Mm-hmm. So what can you call it? And I'm like, bitch, you could just call it chic, which still has the same meaning, yeah. but it still hits home because that's, your nickname but it still means mm-hmm. these 
affordable pieces can be chic as well too. That is so for less money. I'm like, that's it. Come on, that's the one. The one. Can we get some clap? Yeah, yes, that's the one. That's the one. The one. Thank y'all. Come on. Shout out to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> winner, winner. Steak for dinner. Oh, and that's it. Steak. But um, I, I've been sitting on this idea, y'all. I wouldn't even lie. I've been sitting on this idea for about six years now. Oh, my yeah, gosh. What is this? Wow. 20, 21. Yeah, about six years. That's crazy. Um, I was going to launch this. So everyone knew on Instagram, like, but, like, you guys probably don't know this, but I had a sneaker deal. Um, yeah, I had a sneaker mm. deal in London. Okay. With, cool. Shook, with one of the big um, investors, sneaker investors, Shook Sean. Shout out to Shook, which is my really good friend, Phil. Um, he owns a line of, um, I think, like, whiskey or something now. Um, okay. But at that time, I was too young. You know, in my mind, I just mm. wanted to do quick things, right? And mm-hmm. My sneakers did well in Europe, but they never did well here in, in New York. Like, I did a lot of um, work in Europe because I was a European-looking boy, mm-hmm. body-wise, in, in the industry. Still am, as a man, but that opportunity came about, and I was just like, oh, my God. Yes, sneakers. I'm into shoes. I'm doing it. Boom, 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 boom. And I didn't tell my mom. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the biggest mistakes I've made as far as, like, you know, like business goals because my mom's a businesswoman mm-hmm. yeah. and she's into interior. Like my mom would interior design a house in a heartbeat and you'll be like, wait, what? That's where I got it from. So like that was my first, first, first introduction to like wanting to start my own business. And I just knew it was going to happen. So sitting on this idea, like six years ago, I was just like every year I'm like, I'm going to do it. Everyone's just like, when are you going to do it? I'm like, nope, <laughs> I'm going to do it next year. Mm-hmm. And it's like, nope, I'm going to do it the next year. Nope, I'm going to do it the next year. So I just had to kind of like stop letting fear paralyze me because I was like so paralyzed, like mm-hmm. sitting on this idea. But it's like, come on, come on, do this, do this, do this. And every time I did it, like the little boy in me was just kind of like, oh, you're going to make the same mistakes that you made with Chuck mm-hmm. Sean by mm-hmm. Darren. Like, so I had to turn that fear and evict that fear and turn it into my fuel. And I was like, yo, this is it. It's going to happen. Uh-huh. And the way that I'm going to test people's love for me and like the support was to do it in the pandemic and doing it like i sold out chris will tell you like i sold out my second day of dropping my line everything was gone everything was gone and i had to hit up my girl you know like julie in in canada like girl i don't have any more product and i'm supposed to be bringing doing a storefront (laughs) i just I just gave you 300 pieces. I was like, girl, I'm here on the ground packaging all this shit. <laughs> like, I have no help. Listen. And she was like, well, I can't help you with that part, baby, because you literally, our airports are closed. I can't get there. Ooh, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't need that. I just need you to like put some more product in production to me, like charge my card, like <laughs> right. get it done in two weeks. And Do what like, needs to be no. done. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that just, uh, that just showed me like, I grew up mentally, but also, like, I grew up by, like, evicting that fear because I did everything off of this bullshit of, like, oh, my God, what if it doesn't work? What if it doesn't work? What if, mm. what if, what if? And mm-hmm. I just stopped. I was like, I get, I, and that's a Capricorn male. That's a big step, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm, so accustomed mm-hmm. to, I'm so accustomed to everything being so, like, by the book, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So structured and, like, very hard to, like, break those shells. But, like, the pandemic brought that shit out of me. I was like, oh, no, baby. I could die tomorrow, mm-hmm. vaccinated or not, because right. this vaccine ain't really doing shit. You, know, like, <laughs> you might as well just like the variants are floating. Okay, right, right. You know, so yeah, I was like, baby, that was it, and that's and now big. I'm here. That's so big to even launch. Like that was my biggest thing. I'm like, what even gave you the courage to launch during a pandemic? Like, I know that obviously for six years, like that was not your plan to be like, I'm a launch. And then, oh shit, I'm launching during the pandemic. Right. How the hell did this happen? <laughs> did you ever right. feel any reservations? You know, like, oh my goodness, maybe I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't. Like, did you almost let that fear get you again? Or were you like, you know what? Fuck that shit. No. So like, that's crazy. You asked that because like, I did some therapy and like early in my life, I started working on myself as just like as a psychologist too, like giving people, I couldn't give people kids any type of like advice or give them any type of recommendation to see anyone. 
before working on myself. Mm-hmm. So like working on myself, like learning about me, learning what's not for me. I also had to learn about my own mind because your mm-hmm. mind is very powerful. And I tell oh, people yes. this all the time. Yeah. Your brain is a very powerful tool. And as a kid, like hearing my grandmother who's 93 now, like an old headmistress, like in the Caribbean, like mm-hmm. real, like strict, like I couldn't even play with the kids in the neighborhood. When I stayed with her in the summer, it was like, no, you're coming here to work. Mm-hmm. You're going to go outside. You're going to get these bucket of water. You're going to carry them. You're going to go to this fucking beach and bring the fish home. That's your plan. Mm-hmm. You better play with the trees. You better play with these little fucking dogs on your walk there. You better say hi to the fucking kids. Mm-hmm. But you better get your ass back here in 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, like I told myself, I said, you know, like my therapist back then at 23, 24 was just kind of like, when you say you're afraid, you just made up a whole entire story about the future that does not exist. Mm-hmm. And that sat in me for years. Ooh, and still today. Still today. I, yeah. I said, Darren, if you're planning your fucking future, if it doesn't make you a little afraid, bitch, then you're not playing hard enough. And I was like, that's it. Mm-hmm. That's Let's it. It's done. So no, that fear did not have a chance. Mm. Fear did not have a chance. It didn't. It I was like, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And clearly I, I conquered it. And just like that is to me, like people that do bungee jumping, like what? Okay. The fair hasn't really left me with that part because I'm like, baby, I'm sorry. Wait a minute. I'm not jumping off of nothing. I can see the danger here though. Right. I can see okay. the danger. Right. Back to the black people, the black kings and queens that do that because this black king is not doing it. Not doing it at all. So you want I'll this white the man? Down. Okay. <laughs> you want this I'll white the man to attach the these cables to my black ass no. and just <laughs> trust them? No. no, thank you. And then they be playing no, them I'll jokes. Choose. Exactly. I ain't got time for that I'm shit. The friend, I'm at the bottom. I will be the biggest cheerleader with all the bags. <laughs> right. Woo, you better jump, bitch. <laughs> you better Yes, you better. Yes, scream, girl. Find that paper and that document telling these people that if if you die, it's not their problem. Yes, sign that. Speaking into that hole. Speaking into that hole. Speaking to that hole. And speak it in there. Speak it in the hole. 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 I can't. So that was one of my favorite fillers. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, y'all are you just nasty. Girl. I can't do it. I was like, what? Well, um, you know, you spoken about you know going back to looking at like a younger you to get over like your fear for pushing you know, your brand out this, this go round. But what about, I don't know, an even younger you, you know, if you could, you know, hindsight is obviously 2020. So if you could go back to your younger self and give yourself, you know, some advice that you've learned along the way, like what would you tell yourself? Play with someone that's not going to let you off the hook of your greatness. Mm-hmm. That I wrote, I literally have that. It's going to be my next tattoo. I feel oh. like I've already spoken you know, a lot. And I'm very big on like affirmations and like, like waking up and like reminding yourself that you are enough. So when I say play with someone that's not going to let you off of the hook of your greatness is like, if you know there's potential in me at, and I'm, okay, so let me just, let me just bring this back, right? So my nephew's 12 and my nephew's really big into tech. And back then when I voiced my opinions on being big into science, I loved it. I would break apart radios and like try to build them thinking that I'm a technician and make them work better. Mm. Like we didn't have cable. I came from a very, very, very poor background. I mean, like I went to school with no shoes on my feet and I mean, this is real. Like I had no shoes on my feet and my mom will attest to this. Like I came home every day. I had one uniform and I would wash it. And my cousin and I, who's around the same age would rotate days of going to school Mm. because we didn't have it. Mm-hmm. Right. So like I would go to school two days a week. This week he'll go three. Next week I'll do the three, he'll do the two. Mm-hmm. And I wish I had someone that saw that love and that passion for science 
to hold generalized topic of science, even if it was like every piece of science. Like, yeah, I loved going on those walks into the mountains, into into like our countryside. Like, no one asked me, quizzed me on what the trees were. And I eventually, I'm able to tell you what every plant and every tree is in that forest. But you didn't know that because you mm-hmm. didn't have any interest. You didn't push me to be great. Mm-hmm. So like, every day I remind my nephew, Oh, you you love YouTubing? Oh, you love games? No problem. You know there's a coding camp, and I hate in coding camp right now. I'm like, I push my sister every day because my sister's an EKG specialist. She works for the hospital, mm-hmm. so she's also big into science and like, but she studies like the heart and like veins. That's her thing. She loves playing with veins and like the heart and stuff. Like it's so nasty. I got something, but I'm not doing. It. Right. Um, but like, my sister's still lost in her career like sometimes I think she forgets that my nephew is also following our footsteps right so he's mm-hmm. so exposed to all these great things that we're doing now he's dabbling in you know into like the science world but in a different way he's more into video games and he's not spending every day on the video games what he's interested in is learning why are video games still glitching mm-hmm. so when I hear him asking me those fucking questions I'm like uh oh alright uh-huh. <laughs> we know what to do right let's Maybe, go okay <laughs> Come on, come on. So, like, come, yes, to camp, come, so come to camp, like, come to camp, come to camp. Right. <laughs> and the camp is $500 a month, baby, and I don't care. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, listen, I was allotted this opportunity to be blessed in this way, and you're going to camp. Right. You're not going to mm-hmm. sit at home and hang out all day on this computer and texting your friends and FaceTiming, baby. You have, you have camp. Mm-hmm. And to hear my nephew text me every day like, uncle, oh, my God, I learned this today. And I'm like, all oh right, bring goodness. it on. That's what so did we learn What did we do? And I get the first phone call. You know, like his mom does not get the first phone calls. And she's like, but why you didn't tell me you learned this today? Yeah, baby, because when he was talking about camp back then and about like coding, you were just like, what is that? Mm-hmm. Not, oh my God, tell me about it. Mm-hmm. Like you got to change the language. So yeah, mm-hmm. going back to the old me, I would really wish to have that person that has pushed me to my greatness. Like, oh yeah, you're doing this. Oh, you love looking at like cement. Oh, mm-hmm. what do you know about cementing? Like, you love looking at textiles? Oh, what textiles? What does it mean to you? Like, what do you see? Mm-hmm. Like, what do, what do you love about it? That constant support is important. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. Absolutely. Because I feel like you see that often. Like, um, like, I have, like, a little cousin, and she is so good at drawing. It's, like, ridiculous. Like, for a child, you're like, hold on, Beautiful. girl, what the hell? What the-? <laughs> you know? Nibble? And it's like, <laughs> ooh, right. you know, like, ooh, she, there, you're right, there has to be that person that's there, like, you're really good at this. Have you ever thought about doing this? Have you tried this? Can we get you in some kind of camp to, like, really develop that? And I think that's really mm-hmm. important, and I think that is something that's missing, because if there's no one there to, like, reinforce and ask you, like, oh, well, what about that do you, like, you know, is it this? Is it that? You, the, the kid doesn't really get to explore it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they're real interest in it either. So it's like both sides are losing. And then you kind of just go on and you go through life. And then uh, maybe I'll pick up something else. Mm-hmm. But maybe I won't have like that same passion. Yeah. Or, you know, and it's like, hmm. And especially when you're a kid, you don't see the significance mm-hmm. in it. Like you really do think mm-hmm. that you're just literally living life every day as right. if it's just regular. But like people who are older are supposed to actually be like, this is interesting. Like, I know that you're just a kid now, but like what you're seeing, what you're observing, what you're intaking, that you're taking interest in, Mm -hmm. like this is significant. Like, I know that you think it's just a tree. I know that you think it's just whatever it is, but like you need to, what do you want to know? Do you want to know more about it? What do you not know about it? What do you want to learn? Like asking those questions right. is important for kids because mm-hmm. it gets them into thinking and critical thinking and being yeah. like, oh, there's so much more to this tree than I thought there would be. Like, and they get mm-hmm. interested and they soak that shit up. Like, they do. It, it's so, so yes, important. Yep. Yeah, because kids are sponges, right? Like talking yes. about soaking things up. So in a lot of my sessions, and I, I don't mean to like live the label on my every nine to five because my nine to five is like no, no, no. Do you think? a whole a whole conversation within itself, right? But I always remind my kids that you are sponges. And they're like, why are you calling us sponges, Mr. Graham? I'm like, because your mind is so fresh and brand new. So when you're born, you're literally learning to be a full human. Like, that's why you grow. So, mm-hmm. like, at your young age, you have to remember, like, there's this thing I work with my nephew on every single day. And he'll he'll definitely, like, 
reiterates this conversation to you, like these reminders, like I have with him, and I'll ask him, what are the 10 skills that re- require zero talent? Mm-hmm. And he knows them off his head. He'll tell you all 10, and you'll be like, what the fuck? Like having conversations with him is like having a conversation with a young me that I would have loved mm-hmm. to be at his age, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Right? Yeah. So as a sponge, I remind him that there's 10 skills that require zero talent, like no talent at all. The first one is being on time. Get your ass, never be the person in the room that's late every day. Because mm-hmm. you're, never, you're, you're never remembered for being on time, but you're always remembered for being late mm-hmm. and not in a good way. The next one is good work ethic. If you're not on time, you have zero good work ethic. Like there's no way for you to kind of like come back off that because they'll be like, oh yeah, mm-hmm, he was late last week, but now he's catching up. Mm-hmm. You're fucking with your work ethic. Mm-hmm. Putting in effort is number three. Never do something unless you're going to fully fully commit to it make that effort happen being positive being passionate being teachable being prepared doing extra being supportive and always be kind those are the 10 things that require zero talent Mm. and i always teach those to my kids i'm like if you're a sponge all those things if you keep them at the front lobe of your brain i can i can tell you right now that you're going to be great and great at whatever. If you're gonna, if you're gonna be a janitor, be the fucking best janitor you could be. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna be a work at McDonald's, you better flip those fucking burgers like, like you flip nothing tomorrow. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you could flip your hair, flip those burgers and show them that you could flip your fucking burgers a hundred and ten percent with your chin. Mm-hmm. Because you never know where those where those opportunities can lie. That person that's driving up in the window could be a next big ticket, right? Oh yeah. That could be yeah. a fucking multi-billion dollar. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That's just like, wow, you come here every day and you're smiling. You know what? I run a dental company. I would love for you to be the CEO. Hmm. You never know. You, you never, never know. know. Personal assistant. Now you're moving from seven fifty an hour, baby, to $70,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Easy. Just because you, you showed up with positivity and you put that effort in. Mm-hmm. That's always important. That. No, yeah. Because you literally never know what opportunities are mm-hmm. waiting for you. Like so many things that have presented itself to me in my life and just all of us in general mm-hmm. in our lives. Like you don't it, it comes unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. But you don't know you don't even realize people are looking or or thinking right. anything until all of a sudden it's brought to your attention. You're like, What? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Yeah, and that's that's what being an influencer is. Mm-hmm. That's like we'll be showing up on Instagram. You never know who's looking. Mm-hmm. So just do it the best that you can. That is beautiful. So, Darren, what is next for you? I know you got all them hats, but <laughs> are you going to put on some more hats? I'm going to write a book. So I'm right. I'm oh, working oh on fuck yeah. Maybe we go. We're going to tear that book up. Okay. Ooh, yes. Listen, don't play. Because I love to read. So, I'm working on a uh, book of affirmations. So, like a lot of the things that that I wake up every morning, a lot of things that I say to myself, I write it down. And I've been writing, like, in my notes, I'm, shout out to Apple for creating this little note app. <laughs> because. <laughs> it's a lifesaver. Sure Baby, I appreciate more than I appreciate the calendar. And that's, <laughs> no, that's really. No lie. Really. Because I will, I will literally, like, go over to my notes before I even sit on my, and I'm like wait a minute but I could have put this on the calendar and remind myself like it's in my notes I don't even need this memo but like I've been like literally I would sit in the moment like every morning I have coffee at the Little Sweet Cafe in Brooklyn and I formulate this like really good relationship with their baristas that I'll read every morning I read like five or six chapters a okay. day in my book right so every morning I'll do before I go into my office I'll do like two to three chapters and like on my lunch break, I'll, I'll cram one in because I love reading. I'm always like, I'm a bookworm. So I'm always, always, there's never a moment where I'm without a book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, you know, like you've had all these thoughts and like you'll write them down. And at the moment it seems really random to me. Like I'll be like, breakfast is like really healthy. And like, you should keep your mindset on breakfast. And then I'll, I'll be like, why did you write that? And then mm-hmm. like, yeah, Maybe like a couple months later or a year later, I'm just like, oh, you reminded yourself to eat really breakfast, important. and now, right. but now right. breakfast I is need that like fucking breakfast. Sitting. Yes, mm. I looked at a note that I had in my phone like every day. You need to eat breakfast. You need to incorporate breakfast in your diet every day because you were reminded that breakfast is like the most important meal. Right? So fucking cliche and annoying by my grandmother, but at 33, I 
can't start my day without being at the cafe. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, bitch, affirmation. Book of affirmation. Okay. <laughs> yes. A chic Ooh. book of affirmation. And it's going to be available on chic. Oh, wow. yeah. oh, listen, and we will be eating it up, okay? Let me tell you, we're going to buy that book. Don't play. Don't play. Because we need that book. Because oh, I need to yes. affirm myself on some things. Ooh, please. I also want to get into reading more, too. I feel like I was talking mm-hmm. about that earlier. Like, I really want to. I said wanna... we should start a book club. I know we should start a book club. Because <laughs> I need to read Invite more. Invite me. Okay. <laughs> I totally, Let's do it. I totally miss reading. Like, isn't it so funny? It's like, I can distinctly remember, like, when reading kind of just like started to be terrible not no not be terrible but it was just like you know school was just like really ramping up and mm. i was trying to start to actually start really having like a social life and oh yeah all these things but it's like i remember like the last book that i was really just running through mm-hmm. and it was this book called soul survivor by dean Koontz, and i got it like Ooh. I think it was like what my fr- my freshman year or something like that of college, and like that. Every time I think about that book, I'm like, get a book, <laughs> get a book, <laughs> get a book. It's, it's the book word. Get a book. Get a book. Like, dang girl, you used to really be running through books, so mm. many books in the year, no, and now yeah. it's like I would have oh, to go to the bookstore all the time. You got time for some words, right? You got time for. S- you got time for some words, especially when hello, that's my profession, writing words. No, you might literally, want to read some words. But I think the biggest thing, even like with writing in general, with both of us, like we write mm-hmm. so much. Like we'll we'll comb over something, like especially with the work that we do, we will comb over something for the longest time and mm-hmm. like switch it all up completely and write a whole thing and then delete it and switch it all up completely and like just flip it and it's it it, it becomes a thing where it's like my work yeah. is my work is writing, but now I need to read more because the the more yes. you read, the better your writing gets, no exactly. matter what. Like, yes, exactly. But I feel like the joy. So now talking about books, you guys should really get Ooh. into this book that I'm reading. It's called Citizen: An American Lyric uh-uh. by Claudia Rankine. So this book is like, it's really like it's she's black and she li- and I believe in like black authors. Like mm-hmm. I'm all for supporting all authors because I feel like I like a good eclectic like feel of books of literature, but this book specifically is a bunch of poetry and essays. And it's really like bringing like light on a lot of things that we take in all the time. Mm. Like comments such as like, oh my God, I don't see, I don't see color when I look at you. So what do you see? <laughs> Honey, because... You know, so like, right because maybe I'm All I see is a figure with clothes on. <laughs> okay. And the, the funny thing about her pieces are, and it's, this is so true as humans. What she's trying to tell you is that the voice in your head finally tells you to take your foot off your throat because just getting along shouldn't be an ambition. It shouldn't be enough. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to get along with you after you just said that to me. But mm-hmm. there's also another side where everyone's just like, oh, you know, she didn't mean that. Mm-hmm. No, she meant it. She knew what she was saying. <laughs> Definitely right? meant because it. Because she wouldn't say it. And a lot of people kind of like dim that voice in your head and just carry that weight on your shoulder and then now you formulate this fake ass friendship that every time you see her like mm, I wonder what she really meant or mm, she probably looking at me different what kind of friendship is that what kind of connection is that what kind of energy is mm. that that you want to harbor when I tell you this book is like kicking my ass because I'm like <laughs> wow like I've been in those spaces we've all been in those spaces mm-hmm. kind of like yeah this salary is great but my boss is constantly like giving me these specific tasks that that's like like I used to be in this school in twenty when I first started twenty three in my career and all black school mm-hmm. and this white principal that and I always felt so strange from receiving tasks from a white woman in a black in a black school. I'm like, yeah. why are you mm-hmm. the black the white principal teaching these kids about history? What am I learning mm-hmm. from you? None of mm-hmm. our black and brown babies should not be learning from you. Mm-hmm. Right. No shade. If my kid is going to all black school, I want a black principal, black guidance counselor, mm. black therapist. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't want my daughter or my son learning about Africa from a white woman who's married to a black man that now thinks that she knows culture because of a black husband. Hmm. Like that does something to me. Because <laughs> she, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> she went on a safari. Because she went on a safari. 
And my mom thought it was really crazy that I that I walked out. I was like, Mom, I can't be here. After a couple months, I was like, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with me tomorrow. Mm. But mm-hmm. I can't be in therapy trying to learn about me and sit in this space with this white woman that's given me the task of telling me that children, black children who are walking in with their hoodies on are angry. Like no, what? maybe they're having Girl. maybe they're having the same sensory issues that your white son is having. It's mm-hmm. it's because he wears his hoodie too. Mm-hmm. And now you're telling me that your white son as the principal, oh my God, he wears his hoodie because um, he suffered some sensory issues. So how come right. our black or brown boy is not suffering some sensory issues? Oh, because mm-hmm. I'm just saying his face is always like really angry. The <laughs> okay. is, oh yeah, because yeah. you're constantly, always you are constantly telling me. Right, if you're constantly telling me as that black or brown boy, that probably just came from this household where my mom was kicking my ass because she couldn't afford the fucking light bill. That I'm always angry, opposing, opposed to trying to understand why I'm wearing this hoodie. If you're telling me that I'm always angry, I'm going to give you angry. <laughs> no, because really. You're making me angry <laughs> by telling me I'm angry when I'm really not angry. I'm really just fucking sad. And this is my comfort. This is my blanket mm-hmm. to wear my hoodie because I think it's hiding me from the situation that I just left my home with right. early in the morning. And I didn't even eat breakfast yet, but you're standing in the front of the school. Damn, good morning. Why do you look so angry? Oh With your fucking banana in your hand. That's how you want yes. to start my day off. Your, your bag of granola. Yes. Mm. Crunching away. The bag of granola. <laughs> Why right. is it always the bag of granola? You know, they like, they like so when, dip it in their yogurt. <laughs> no yogurt. <laughs> so yeah, this book like really brings these, like, and there's, it's super short. These these um, paragraphs about like life are like these situations where you put yourself into like when people come and like deliver things or there's this one about a therapist in in the book that is like um, not word for word but like she did a virtual um, appointment this black woman did a virtual appointment with this white therapist which I'm also against I don't like white therapists mm-hmm. I'm not sitting down and talking to a white therapist. Sorry, not yeah. happening. It doesn't. It seems so. condescending to it me. Doesn't. Um, <laughs> I've tried. It's just not. How you gonna tell me? me. <laughs> no, literally, it's it's not a thing so to like, do. In in this this um piece that she wrote, a black lady walks up now to her appointment. She's ringing the bell, ringing the bell, ringing the bell. There's no one there. So you know how black people do. Like sometimes in the south, you ring the bell. And no one's answering. So you come to the side and kind of mm-hmm. like, yes. and see, oh, maybe there's like someone mm-hmm. hanging out in the backyard. So she, right. went, she went to walk down the path just to check and make sure maybe they're hanging out in their backyard. They don't hear the front, which is very accurate and very smart. Mm-hmm. And when she gets halfway through, she hears this lady screaming on the phone with 911. Oh, my God, there's someone, there's some black person in my yard. Blah, 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 oh, blah, blah, blah. oh, my That's gosh. So she turns around and she's like, hi, no, no, I'm, I'm just looking for, let's say her name was Mary. And she's like, who are you? Like, why are you in my yard? Oh, I had a 1 p.m. appointment with you. <gasps> oh, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Yeah, oh, you see, no. you see, you see. But she continued on the way with her therapy appointment. I'm like, oh no, I would have left. That's what I'm getting. Oh, hell no. You want the cat. So what? that's. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's what she means by we dim the voice in your head mm-hmm. that tells you to take the foot off your throat because just getting along shouldn't be an ambition. It shouldn't be enough. I was like, baby, shout out to this queen that's like making uh, shit happen out here. Like, mm-hmm. It is kicking my ass. It is kicking. When I tell you this mm-hmm. book is kicking my ass. And you make mm-hmm. it, listen, but you're getting through it. We we all done had a book kick our ass a couple mm-hmm. times. Yes. Okay. So. I was like, why is she screaming in my face okay they will call you out books oh, they, really they will call you out then okay. you'd be sitting up there just questioning yourself in your like, head like damn this is not healthy right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> how am i loving again this is not a healthy way this to is love. not oh, good I this. Ooh, that, mm. Mm. okay maybe listen. i shouldn't have said that like that <laughs> <laughs> you really be checking yourself yes i can't well darren it was great having you. Yes, it yes. was. We loved you, having you, and I just want to make sure to give you a, give you a chance and some space to go ahead and just announce your social media where people can find you. What else you want to announce for Sheiks or whatever it is that you want to do right now? Give you this time to go ahead and just air it all out. 
before I say that, I just want to say thank you guys and shout out to you guys, like, um, for just being so consistent. Like, you guys really were, like, on it. And it's very refreshing, you know, coming from someone that believes in, on, like, being persistent and consistent. Like, that was really, it was really warm. Like, it was really welcoming and warm. And keep going. Oh, yeah. Keep kicking ass in this platform. Oh, yes. Yes. It's not enough black and brown people doing, you know, like, having conversations about just, like, real shit, mm-hmm. you know, like, supporting each other. So, let's know you always have a, a support coming from my end. No shade. Oh, need yes. To, like, and and, and bring same on, on your camera end. so I can see these faces. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> I okay. know. We will. We will. So, you can find me on Instagram at the real Darren Graham. Um, and com. That's where my my line is. Um, it's, expand- it's expanding every single day. Um, it's not easy. It won't happen overnight. Okay, baby got anklets Take now. Take it easy on me. Oh, yeah. So right, the anklets, the bracelets, are... the necklaces. Come on. <laughs> Expanding every day. are ringing. Now people are like, we need earrings. I'm like, baby, give me a second. Yeah, give me a <laughs> I want to have a bunch of different anklets because that's what people know me as as well. Like, anklets over the socks. Um, but I also have my TikTok, which I'm trying to get into. It's um, Darren Graham was here. Which now I'm like blowing up because now I'm like almost at five thousand followers on there. Like, Come on. Just, I brought my podcast to TikTok, just talking about shit, and people are loving it. So, check me out on those. Those are my handles. I'm not really big on Twitter. Um, I have a Twitter, but I won't even give that handle because it's about to be gone in a few. Because Twitter's here, <laughs> really messy. <laughs> and I'm not here for the mess. I okay. like right. sometimes, but I'm not here for the mess. It's not my thing. <laughs> and yeah, that's me. And thank you guys again for having me. This was really delightful. Thank you, Darren. Oh, this has been, this really has honestly been such an amazing interview and such an amazing time. I am so happy that we were able to get you on here. Yes. And I mean, keep going. I, 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 I just see so many great things coming like in the near near future oh, like i'm so you. serious mm-hmm. like you've really sat here and set the bar really inspired i think everybody at this table like mm-hmm. you said some things okay yes thank you guys for supporting me like even knowing that you guys are wearing my pieces just kind of like warms my heart i was like smiling from air to air like oh my god yes rings. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you. you for thank just thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much. Thank you. thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank y'all for listening so much. Thank you, Darren, for being our wonderful, wonderful guest. Make sure you guys Damn, go and check out me. his pieces. Buy them pieces. Buy. You can window shop, but the you pieces. can shop shop as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. Put it in your cart and check it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um you can also make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TBU Podcast. And it's an email at theblackumbrellapc at gmail.com. Um, and, you know, in the post we make, you'll see all of Darren's information. And you can check him out as well. Yes. Yeah. All right, y'all. Well, bye. 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 <laughs>